Welcome to Restored Life Radio. At Restored Life, we believe you were created for a great purpose with great promise and provision. That's why we're here. We're here to help you overcome the obstacles that keep you from the pinnacle you were meant for. And now, here's our Restored Life coach, Dwayne Wolf. That uh, even in the Bible, there's recipes. And if we don't pay attention to the recipes, like the right amount of baking powder or the right amount of baking soda or, uh, or not you know, transgressing those two elements because one can make your food taste really bad when it's not supposed to. You know, even in the Bible, there's recipes, and if we don't follow the recipes, we don't end up with the result that we desire. And I think this is part of, part of what we don't maybe catch or grasp well uh, in the body of Christ is the recipes. And if we don't follow the recipes, then we don't get the result. And if we don't get the result, then we actually had a recipe for disaster because wherever we think we were doing the right spiritual thing and it should have turned out to be a waffle, but it turns out to be an awful, you know, whenever we think we were doing the right spiritual thing, but it turns out to not render the right tasty morsel, the right tasty result, then what happens is we're disillusioned because we really thought we were doing the right thing. So now we're disillusioned. Now we're maybe frustrated. Now we're discouraged. And now we're disheartened. And we also kind of open the door for the enemy to move in right there. And we don't realize this is happening maybe, but to discredit our faith or to discredit the Word or discredit our Christianity. And it's not because God... Uh, isn't good or God didn't want to do the good thing or it isn't, be, it isn't a God problem, a lot of times it's an us problem. So this is kind of a Hosea 4, 6 thing. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. Now the word perish in the translation there or in Hosea, it doesn't even mean die. It just means they miss the best of what God has for them because of a lack of knowledge. And so there are recipes in the Word, and I want to just touch on a recipe this morning as we think about the Word, as we think about the power of the Word, the importance of the Word, as we think about uh, what God has for us. And, and uh, just, just recently even, uh, last week I spoke about how the Word is so powerful that it can change your very DNA. That the Word is so powerful, it can lengthen the days of your life. The Word is so powerful, it can bring healing to your body. The Word is so powerful, it can fix your mindset and mend your marriage. The Word is so powerful that it can move you forward to open up doors of blessing that, that were totally shut to you. The Word is so powerful that it can change your countenance, dispel negative emotions, and heal your inner man. The Word is so powerful that it can alter... The, the Word is so powerful, it can alter your physical body. I mean, you know, just... Uh, I could give you example after example. You know, the Word is so powerful, it'll bring a swordfish to your hook. The Word is so powerful, it'll stop a storm on trunk or treat night. The Word is so powerful that, that uh, I remember a gal at one of our small groups who came. She had sickle cell anemia. She'd been trying to get pregnant... Uh, for 12 years, 13 years, had never been able to get pregnant. Uh, we just prayed over her that night. We opened up her womb. We commanded her womb to be opened up. And, uh, I mean, she was pregnant within just a short period of time. The Word is so powerful that it totally changed her physical body. 
The Word of God is powerful. But then there's things in understanding the recipe of the Word and understanding uh, uh, our relationship with God in and through the Word and, and how we engage with the Word and then understanding that since the Word, and I said it last week, since the Word is so powerful, how how desperately Satan wants to keep you from the Word, steal the Word from you, keep you from, keep you from the right recipe. He wants you to have offals when you planned for waffles. John 15, verse 7, If you abide in me, and I'm, right, uh, I'm reading out of the, uh, the New American International Duane Translation, If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Uh, That was the King James, too, uh, uh, except for I I traded ye for you. I like, I I, want to just break this down a little bit, and I want to talk about how this is a great recipe. This is a great recipe. Uh, He goes on to say that this is my Father's will, that you bear much fruit. Now, meaning that if you think you're frustrated when you're bearing little fruit, even Father is frustrated, not frustrated like angry, but sad. Because Father wants your recipes to work. Father wants the Word to work. Father wants His intention to work. Father, Father wants you to bear fruit. A father loves you to walk in victory and success in life. Father loves that. He's not against you. He's for you. So this is, this, is, uh, this is our father's will. And it brings him much pleasure that we would bear, that we would have waffles instead of offals. That brings him a lot of pleasure. So, but he gives us a little bit of a recipe. I want to talk a little bit about the recipe uh, and, and just break down some of it uh, uh, first of all. Uh, first, let's jump on the word ask. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done for you. First of all, let's look at the word ask because we're very, we're very much caught in a religiosity world. And so... Uh, the church was given over to religion and doctrines of demons uh, for hundreds of years, and that's why the church went into a period called the Dark Ages. And really until about 1511 with Martin Luther and the beginning of what is historically called the Reformation and the rebirth of the church by faith, until that happened, the church was caught in a lot of doctrines uh, that were harming the work of the Lord in the church. And a lot of these doctrines were introduced as heresies in the church, but yet uh, they came to be believed and followed, and so they were quenching the power of God in the church. And Paul warned that those days would come, and he even warned, be careful, there are going to be some who have a form of religion but deny the power, avoid them. Why? Because a little leaven leavens the whole lump. And and when we uh, uh, get around some uh, who can leaven us with powerlessness gospel, 
uh, it can harm our own faith. And so I want to look at the word ask here first. Let's just jump on that real quick, and we'll just take a couple moments on that. Because the word ask here does not really necessarily mean ask. So the word ask in the Greek actually could be rendered desire, decree, require, demand. The word ask here could actually mean require, desire, decree, or demand. Now, our translators, our translators, you have to realize, translated the word ask, and so ask is stuck with us, and our translators have also been very affected. And if you, you know, I, I challenge you, you know, go to your computer and just type, go to the Strong's Exhaustive Concordance and look up this word and see, you'll see those renderings as potential renderings to this word, ask, but the translators decided the word here would be ask. And it's very fitting for the religious environment of the day that we would think in terms of ask. But God doesn't want you to limit this to ask. This is not to be limited to ask. This is, this is a release into a realm wherein whatsoever God shows you, if it's ask, then it's ask. But if it's a require, then it's require. If it's desire, it's desire. If it's, if it's demand or command, then it's demand or command. If it's decree, then it should be decreed. So when we look at this, we see Jesus operating differently operating this way in that he was abiding in God, God's Word was abiding in him, and then depending on what needed to be done, he would walk out the fullness of that Word, sometimes requiring, sometimes demanding, sometimes commanding, sometimes decreeing, and sometimes desiring things to come forth. And so this is real important for us because See, sometimes we actually know the Word because we're abiding in Him and His Word's abiding in us. But, but the Scripture said ask, and so and religion said ask, and we're supposed to keep asking. And, and, and so we go to asking when what we should be doing is requiring. Not requiring God, but requiring the mountain to move. Based on what His Word that's now abiding in us does say. Thanks again for tuning in to Restored Life Radio. We are so glad that you're with us. We want you to call today, 922-1502. That's the 253 area code. Or email us as well at the Restored Institute, Restored Institute at Gmail, Restored Institute, all lowercase Gmail. God bless you. We're going back into the program now. Mark 11, 22 through 24 is a good expression of this Recipe, as a matter of fact, Jesus is abiding fully in God. Could you say that's true? Now His Word's abiding in Him. His Word was that a fig tree in Mark 11 represented Israel, and the fig tree was not bearing fruit. And Father was sad that the fig tree was not bearing fruit. And so as a type of what would happen, and even as a prophetic decree over what would transpire, 
Jesus cursed the fig tree. Now, when he cursed the fig tree, he was cursing something else. There was something happening natural and something happening spiritual. He curses the fig tree, and a while later, they all come back by the fig tree, him and the disciples. And they notice the fig tree has dried up from the dried up from the roots. And so they're kind of astounded by that, and they say, Lord, look, the fig tree that you cursed has dried up from the roots. And he says what? He says something very interesting. He says, yes, have faith in God. Have faith in God. And then he says, and by the way, if you should say to this mountain, be removed and cast into the sea, it should obey you or it will obey you. So that's interesting. And then he says, whatsoever you say when you pray, believe that you shall have those things and those things will come to pass. So this is interesting. He's saying faith doesn't originate with you. Faith originates with God. When you have an abiding relationship with Father, then Father can release His Word to you. When Father releases His Word to you, have faith in what He's said. Have faith in His Word. Have faith. Actually, meaning also act on what He's shown you. Act on what He's said. Act on it. Act on it. Act on it. And you'll notice Jesus' response was not to ask Father to fulfill what Father showed Him. The Lord's response was to decree or command to bring forth as a delegate of authority. Jesus was the perfect man, the Son of Man, and the supreme authority, the second Adam and the last Adam in the earth. And by the way, you're in Him, so you too are now partakers of supreme authority, the perfect man, the son of man, the last Adam, you are a decreer in the earth. And of course, that's part of the problem is that we have a confused decreer in our mouth half the time. Half the time we decree something good and five minutes later, we're not sure. We're not walking as lords in the earth. We're not walking hidden in the last Adam the second Adam, the Lord of the universe, the Son of Man, the perfect man. We're not walking as if we were, but God's calling us to walk as if you are. You are the sovereigns in the earth. The whole creation is waiting for you to rise up and to act like who you are and to do it intentionally, not do it just when you have a need, not just do it on accident, but do it intentionally. Stop whining and start walking. Don't be pathetic, be prophetic. So Jesus really walks out in living color, an illustration of this recipe. And we see it's not asking, but it's only asking if asking is right. At other times, it's decreeing, requiring, desiring, commanding, or demanding. Look it up and you'll see it. And this is what God is calling us to enter into. 
It comes out of an abiding relationship. So he says, if you will abide in me. Now, abide in me involves this whole area, this whole area of trusting him. What he's talking about here is a trust relationship. And this is so hard for us. I really, and I don't mean to speak a curse over you. I'm being facetious and humorous. But I think most of us have ADD and ADHD and every other DD. And I'm being silly a little bit, all right? But what I'm saying is we're real busy with our lives. And it's scary for me. Children of the wolves, plug your ears. It's, it's scary for me to watch my kids. Because I watch my kids and I just feel like the Holy Spirit's like doing surgery on me all the time. Because I'm like, am I like that with you? Because like as they're driving me nuts... Am I driving him nuts? I want, I want, I want. Why not, why not, why not? I need, I need, I need. Me, 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 me. Why not, why not, why not? Why not, why not, why not? More, more, more. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Me, me, me. I'm like, am I like that? I'm like, oh my goodness. I mean, I'm just like getting every day sobered. It's like, holy spirit. I'm a mess, I'm a mess, I'm a mess. I need you, I need you. Help me, help me, help me, help me, help me. You know, because I'm, I'm the same way. I'm on Craigslist looking for a boat, and I'm, you know, I'm looking at this, and I'm looking at that, and I'm thinking about that, and I'm wanting to do this, and I need to sell the jet skis, and we need to fix the fence, and then we've got to do this, and then we, we're going to put in a patio, and then we're going to buy some property, and then we're going to do this, and we're going to do that, and then we're going to do little. And, and, and how do you, and you know how hard it is to talk to somebody when they're talking all the time? My kids won't shut up. So how can I, you know, and then it's like, and, and I want to talk to them. I want to talk to them. I want to talk to them about, you know, something a little deeper, something more eternal, something like Love, something like serving, something like giving. I want to talk to them about something, you know, uh, of a deeper realm, but it's so hard to talk when they're talking. And I'm thinking, oh, my word, Lord Jesus, I'm doing this to you. I'm driving you buggy. I, I do need transformation. Anybody that does not need renewing the mind and transformation is lying. Thanks again for tuning in to Restored Life Radio. We're so glad that you're with us. Restored Life Radio is brought to you in part by New Horizon Church. New Horizon is a church created for your restoration. We meet right off of the freeway in 5, exit 137, central to the whole Puget Sound. Join us at New Horizon this weekend and come and visit our website, www newhcc.com that's newhcc.com come and discover a new horizon with us if you want to call us by the telephone 253-922-1502 we'd love to hear from you love to connect and get you to the restored life seminar if you're just 10% like me you need help I'm telling you So what he's saying here is if you will abide in me, if you'll abide in me, if you'll lean into me, mom put that scripture over my bed, Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, trust in the Lord with all your heart, 
In all your ways, acknowledge Him. Lean not on your own understanding. He'll direct your path. I'm not getting it perfect, but I got the idea. But it's there from years over the bed, right? And, 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 and this abiding relationship, it's not a one-time salvation dealio. This is leaning into Him, looking to Him, loving Him, trusting Him, uh, 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 going to Him, desiring His coaching, running to Him. What do you have for us? What do you have for us? I just am so hungry that I hear more from Him. I'm so desirous that I want more from Him. And then I also know that when I'm doing it the Dwayne's way, that you know what? Uh, it, it's just not the best. Absolute breakthroughs, goodness, encounters of God's goodness, success. It comes, I'm convinced, by us listening better and not listening less all throughout the Word. 1 Kings 19.12, Elijah needs a word from God and he's messed up and he's frantic and he's like frustrated and he's running and he's discouraged and he's bummed out. And God shows up not in fire, not in the storm, not in the rocks, not in the noise, but with a still, small voice. Now, guess what he's saying? The only way I can get through is you've got to quiet yourself. Shut down Craigslist. Shut down the car ads. Shut down the yarning class. Shut down Facebook. Heaven, help us get off of Facebook for a moment, please. I'm preaching to me. Jesus, help us. Get off of the TV. The TV, that is a cesspool if I've ever seen one. Lord, help us. We got, he says, be still. He says, be still. Psalm 46, be still and know that I am God. We have got to quiet ourselves. If we will not quiet ourselves, then we're missing the abiding. We can't. Abiding means I fully trust in you. And really, you can say you fully trust in Him all you want to. But if you don't stop, pause, and listen, if you don't shut up and listen, if you don't lean in and be still, if you, don't just, if you don't just let your heart rest in Him, then you are only teasing yourself. You're fooling yourself. You're just being religious. I'm preaching to me too. I'm preaching to me too because I'm more frantic than all of you. I'm, I'm... Oh, yeah. You know how much money listening to the Holy Spirit would have saved me? Oh, yeah, I'm in prayer one morning. I'm in prayer one morning, you know, meditating on a stock market purchase, right? And I'd been studying up on these stocks, and I'm in prayer one morning. And during prayer, in prayer, I leave the place of prayer. In this room, I leave the place of prayer at 5.45 in the morning before the market opens, and I go back and I check my computer. Okay, good. All right. And then I come back out. Oh, shalom, mama, titi, titi. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. <clears throat> Bless me, Lord. Bless me. So I needed to go in, and I needed to set my purchase, right? I needed to go in, and I needed to set my purchase. And I, so I set up my purchase, you know, and, and my stops and everything before the market opens. So just about then, I'm like, okay, I'm going to go. This is my first purchase of this particular stock, right? 
And as I, as I, you know, and I've been studying it out, it's funny how the Holy Spirit will let you lead yourself on into foolishness. And so just before I go to make the purchase, the Holy Spirit says, like, he saw a moment where I was being still. Literally a moment. That's less than a second with me. But less than a second. He, he jumped in and said, don't do it. And I knew it was him. And I'm like, uh-oh. Uh, what? Did you, did you say it? No, it's okay. It's all right. It's, it's going to be okay to do. Really. It's going to be all right. No, seriously. I, I, I studied this stuff out. It's all right. I go back to my computer. Set my stops. Make my, make my purchase. Glory to God. Come back out. Lost $925 in the first five minutes. No, no, he's not mean. No, I'm not, I'm not saying that he's mean. What I'm saying, though, is that how much would we save ourselves if we really, if you will abide in me, if you will still yourself, if you'll quiet yourself, if, if, you, will, if you will calm yourself. You've been listening to Restored Life Radio. For more information on the Restored Life Institute, contact us at 253-922-1502.